0: Episode 254 of Magic the Amateuring. That's
1: right. It's a podcast for magic players who want to improve their game, learn more about the world of magic, get
0: more involved in their magic community, or just have a really fun time. And this better be your favorite episode we've ever recorded because Megan almost died getting here this morning. That's so true. You guys, (sighs) I'm going to tell you the saga. Even though I have already said the saga once,
1: it was not enough to fully like rid myself of the experience. Megan is doing this for you! I... Couldn't open my car this morning because it was frozen shut. Hashtag Minnesota. My, my entire car was frozen closed. That's insane. It was. And it was one of those problems where it's like, how do you solve that? Right? Because you're standing on the outside of your car looking at it. And there's literally no way to undo what has happened to your car except to like, keep pulling on a door handle and I was afraid it was gonna come off. It took me fifteen minutes to get inside my car for the first time.
0: Do you know what I actually do? I what? kick my doors. I kicked them. That's right. I, even I do. did that. Yeah. So I like I like pulled on the door handle
1: then i kicked the door a bunch yeah uh, Then i pulled on the handle more then i kicked it once more but that was out of frustration and not because i thought i was going to do anything <laughs> oh and then i like got out my luckily my scraper was in my trunk and i could get my trunk open oh, okay um and so i got my scraper and i was even trying to like wedge it in the crack around the door and
0: like pry it open <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh it was it was terrible and then like i had to scrape my windshield and everything oh my god
0: minnesota is a lovely state come live here <laughs> oh,
1: what a place <laughs> what a place and that's not even the part where i almost died oh yeah no on the way over i like s- my car just slid through two intersections as i was because <sighs> i was like hitting my brakes half like half a block away yeah you got a like half a block it's away it's just in ice and it's downhill and so my car was just like Sliding, It just sl- slid, and it slid all the way through, and the light turned red, but luckily everyone saw me. So they all just
0: waited. <laughs> oh, my God. It was nightmare. It was really a morning. What a nightmare. I
1: was in the worst mood possible, but then I got some coffee so that you could still have an episode that's decent to <laughs> listen to. <laughs> it wasn't just me being the
0: <laughs> Grinch. Megan Wolfe, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Risking Thank you life and much. limb to bring you the important magic news of the day. That's
1: right, Maria. What important magic stuff are we going to
0: tell people? What did I imperil my physical safety for? <laughs> well, some really important stuff, Megan, because we're going to talk about the World Magic Cup. We're going to recap that crazy event where if you live here in the States with us, you might not have caught a lot because it's kind of flipped time zone wise yes. as to when it aired. So we're going to go over it what happened. I would up in the morning
1: and it would not be like ending. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> okay.
0: then the last turn, the cat concludes like, our okay. podcast. I did, I did get up
1: because I was very sick. Uh, that oh, week yeah. the weekend and i i did get up and i would watch like the last match of the day <laughs> i
0: was like okay and there we okay. go okay <laughs> and now it's over so if you missed any of it don't worry we've got all the details for for you as well as uh some uh, just some unstable details we've had some new some fun surprises with cards yeah. in unstable and we're gonna preview a cool uh Pre pre release uh, that Megan and I are going to be going to this week. That's weekend. right. Yes. We're going to have yes. a little
1: bit of other general news for you, keeping you up to date on what's happening in the world of magic. Yeah. We are your news team that's in a helicopter hovering over the city that is magic. <laughs> We're looking at all of the traffic lanes and telling you, you know, who's going what way and how Maria, fast. Back in the studio, we've got uh, an update on uh, Modern
0: because we have a question from the mailbag about somebody who wants to know about Modern. Oh,
1: thank you so much. We'll be answering all of those questions about Modern. And then once we're done with those questions about Modern, we'll throw it back
0: to you, Maria. What will we have after that? After that, we'll be doing the Faces of a turn. I'm still in the helicopter, by the way. Actually, Faces <laughs> yeah, of a turn will t- be the first thing we talk about. Okay, Bye! <laughs>
1: <laughs> I could tell you were in a helicopter because you sounded like Bane. Oh, yeah. Helicopter. That's Bane. Right, like, do you I'm know what? I'm in a pit. All I remember about that movie is, like, how much I couldn't understand what he was saying ever.
0: <laughs> I'm just like... That's what stuck with what me. What do I remember about that movie? Just him living in a pit. I think yeah. that's it. And the part where we were supposed
1: to think that he was the villain because they overthrew all of the Wall Street bankers. And oh, I was like, yeah! And I was like,
0: wait, you're trying to convince me that this is the bad guy? That was... Oh, man, that movie was weird. Like, do you, you remember that, right? They were Slightly. basically just like,
1: you know... Putting putting rich people who who had done terrible financial things out onto ice floes in a frozen river, and I was like, that ah, seems right.
0: <laughs> so what am I mad about here? Again, interesting. So, so Batman's gonna help
1: this gentleman,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we've got a whole uh, episode chock full of awesome stuff. But before we get to it, we have to say thank you to you, our sponsors. You are the people who help keep the show alive on patreon.com slash mtacast. And that is the web address to type into your browser with either your finger bones or your thumb bones if you're using a phone. Thank God Maria said it correctly (laughs) this week because last week I might have said (laughs) it wrong twice. I was (laughs) editing the episode uh, where I was in France for the World Magic Cup and Megan was like, I hope that's the right address. And all I could do is be like... <laughs> <is edited>.
1: nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh well we'll give we'll get it right next week. <laughs> Patreon.com slash MTA cast. It's where you can go to support this show. Uh we appreciate it.
0: So very, very, very much. In fact, we appreciate it so much that we do a drawing every single month for a patron, somebody who's been a patron for any length of time. You get to uh, That's right chance to win all the sweet cards we've opened on the podcast this week and usually other stuff that we throw in packs of cards, stickers, that kind of thing. Some
1: cool tokens from our other sponsor, oh, yeah. Card Kingdom. Card Kingdom! Cardkingdom.com slash Uh It's a great place to go. One, they have tons of awesome custom stuff. I'm actually oh, wearing yeah. a shirt of theirs today. It's
0: great. I I'm just thinking shirt. about
1: how I want another of this exact shirt because it's so comfortable. It's so comfortable. <laughs> it's so comfortable. I who wear it on planes. Who doesn't That's love a good baseball
0: tee? Oh yeah, they're great. They're great. Uh, there's
1: tokens, awesome tokens, which are their own unique designs. They're very cool. Where do Anyways, we put? They have lots of awesome stuff. Play mats.
0: Play mats. Play so mats? they've got some new play mats which are oh. really cool. I just want to show these off. They're so. <laughs> we talk about their battle decks on the show a lot you can get your playmat with or without packing peanuts (laughs) and they've made a playmat that showcases all of their battle decks on it which i think looks really cool check that out and we're going to give this away uh, to a lucky patron at the end of, sh- of, of the show. But if you want to check out their other sweet merch, go to cardcamenote.com slash mtacast. Please use our affiliate links so they know that you are supporting us as well. This is cool. Maybe we'll do this one in a drawing on Twitch. Yeah. Look at this.
1: This has, a, you can't see it
0: if you're not watching the video. <laughs> It has uh,
1: you know it's it's the full
0: life total setup. command zone library exile zone graveyard. It's a little
1: playmat that has all like the outlines of where things go. It has a little combat zone and battle. If you
0: find yourself you. having a messy game state, consider this playmat from Card Kingdom. That's It'll nice. help you keep things in line. Um yeah, and speaking of Twitch, we are now affiliates on Twitch. Ooh, I want to point that
1: look at this out. this little one that they sent us that goes in the middle of a, of a commander game. Oh, really? And it has every person's command zone and then, like, how much commander damage they've taken.
0: Oh, That's awesome. Very,
1: very very cool
0: hey okay. the holidays are coming up consider it com slash cast. and p.s. we are twitch partners now so if you've ever said to yourself I wish I could sub if yeah, I wish you guys had a, a sub button I'm we, oh, sorry we're <coughs> nearly there yeah, we're sorry. lower we're on affiliates. the totem pole I got too excited Twitch.tv slash Magic the amateuring. you got to type the whole thing out, sorry, until we're partners, then we'll get to short. <laughs> but um, we have three new emotes. There's a good luck high five emote, which is really cute. Oh, it's the best. There's it's a great. get hoofed emote, which is a little uh, hoof dad, yeah. creator hoof behemoth. And we have one that's cute with a gnarled pack. That's right. <laughs> so great. Uh, go over to Twitch.tv slash Magic the and you can sub to us, um, sub to us there. So. Yeah, we'll be streaming All right. streaming some streams for you in the near future. Oh, I want to say one more thing real quick because you only have a couple days. YouTube.com slash we did a box opening. That's right, an iconic master's flame and hot Cheeto Challenge. Yeah. Uh, during which we learned flame and hot Cheetos.
1: Not super hot. Not super hot, hot. Like very bearable. Really good. We're gonna find some unbearable Cheetos. Yeah, we need to really for torture our next- ourselves. Uh, for our next box opening hot chip challenge.
0: So I uh, tweeted a link out through our Twitter account. You can also find it on the video itself, this box opening video, which should be the newest video on our, our YouTube feed. And you can click the link. It's a contest. If you click it and you subscribe to our YouTube channel, you get a chance to win the most expensive card we open in our box opening. (gasps) Guess what? It's a really good card. <laughs> it's a really good card. I don't want to spoil it, it's but really good. you want to enter because you have a pretty good chance right now. Um, so get Ooh. over there, youtube.com slash MTA cast. Get into that box opening vid and get yourself entered in our contest to win our sweet card.
1: All right, everyone, before we get started on our For the Noobs throwback, we're going to answer a couple of questions in our Discord mailbag.
0: Yeah, so if you're a patron, you get a chance to ask us questions on Discord or th- through Patreon.com's mail servers, and uh, we've got some pretty spicy ones. That's right. Um, Bad Wolf 1099, <laughs> which is a tax form. <laughs> You, did you fill out your Bad Wolf 1099 this year? Oh, God, I have to remember, to Such a hard form. All of that contract work for, for Bad Wolf. For Bad Wolf. For Bad Wolf. Yeah. Um, the, like the shadow organization, uh, like Doctor Who. <laughs> that's right. Um, um,
1: I, I'd work for them. Yeah. Uh, Bad Wolf 1099 asks, are the playmats cursed? Great question. I got mine right before I went to a PPTQ Saturday and didn't win a match of magic. <laughs> Okay, uh, but I complimented my
0: opponents, which is very oh, nice. Oh, that's nice. Um, so you know I what? assume Bad Wolf is referring to our beautiful good luck high five play available yes. at Magic
1: Uh, As far as we know, uh, we did not get them from a curse, pr- cursed production facility. No. Um, nor are we cursing them no. as we send them. No. There is a small chance that the United States Postal Service is randomly cursing. Cursing some packages. Some packages. You can never be sure. You you can't. So we're very sorry um, that you that got curse That the U.S. Postal Service decided to curse your
0: specific package. Yeah. Um. There's just you can contact them. Be like, why is um, this curse? Exactly. There's. You can go to USPS.com slash curse and <laughs> you can fill out a form, complaint form. Exactly. Um. And they'll you know they'll listen to it. Yeah. Um. They'll
1: give their cursors some feedback. <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there's nothing that uh, we can do about it's it. Just um, the holidays, exactly. they get a little stressed out over yeah. there.
1: So we apologize. We We're very sorry. But you know what? Hopefully, they're not long-term curses. It's a short-term curse. It's a short-term curse. A short-term curse um, so it shouldn't. It shouldn't last.
0: Yeah. Only one in ten thousand curses from the USPS are long-term, lifelong curse. So curses, you so. have a really good chance yeah. of uh, having already worn out that curse. Obviously. Yeah. So you know, take it to another PPTQ. Please let us know what happens. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Next um, question.
1: Cragnock asks for entirely normal armchair. Can it be hidden under other cards or does it have to be out in the open?
0: So this is a great question from uh, Unstable. Mm -hmm. Entirely normal armchair. We should read it for the people because it is, I think. Okay. Earl of Squirrel is obviously my favorite card from the set. But if I had to have a runner up, it is. And that's not a squirrel. (laughs) Favorite card is not a squirrel. There, we'll put it that way. (laughs) It is entirely normal armchair. I love this card. Apparently, it reminds some people of Cheaty McCheat face or something like that that um, allowed you to put it onto the into play or whatever if yeah. nobody noticed you. So similar to that. Um, entirely normal armchair is an artifact. It has no
1: casting cost uh, because it <laughs> says during your turn, if entirely normal armchair is in your hand, you may hide it on the battlefield. Uh, zero, return entirely normal armchair to its owner's hand. Only an opponent may activate this ability and only if he or she sees entirely normal armchair. Nice. Two, sacrifice entirely normal armchair, destroy target attacking creature
0: yeah so pretty awesome mark rosewater himself answered this question that's right on his blog on his blog saying yes uh yeah you you are um so you yeah do whatever you want you as long as it's hidden somewhere on the battlefield you are good to go yeah i suggest saying hey look at that unicorn and pointing into the corner and then (laughs) yeah under it goes and then uh paying two to kill their attacking creature Pretty, um, pretty sick. You could throw a milkshake on the floor and be like, "Wait, don't do that." Most <laughs> 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 oh no. advice we have ever given. Now on someone this. has to clean up my milkshake, and you didn't get to drink it. Yeah, that's that one's pretty bad. You could like, you could throw some confetti in there and then vacuum it up. Be nice at your LGS. <laughs> Just figure out your distraction. Did tactic. you want, suggest that
1: someone vacuum a milkshake? No, the confetti. Oh, the confetti. <laughs>
0: Oh, gross. Why is my (laughs) vacuum broken? Just
1: just vacuum that milkshake.
0: Yeah, you can hide it. That's the whole point of the card. But uh, yeah, have fun with that card. That card seems awesome.
1: Absolutely. Uh, And then Quandra asks, hi there. I'm planning to compete in a modern GP in April and want to get so much practice. That was like Capitalized. capitalized phrase. So much practice. SMP with decks that aren't boggles. Well I don't know why you know how Maria feels about sure. that. But in your professional opinions, <laughs> is it worth it to take a sweet deck, Nile Landfall, to FNMs to learn how to play it if I only have about a third of the sideboard built? Absolutely. Yeah absolutely um it's like it might be kind of rough because modern can be a very uh sideboard heavy format sure like you want to come prepared with kind of a toolbox for what you think you're going to play against that being said it shouldn't stop you
0: that shouldn't stop you no from you've going got and to practice you gotta practice it you gotta practice it there is <clears throat> no substitute for practicing no none <laughs> There's zero just, there just isn't one and you know you put when you play with your friends a lot a lot of times you just practice flat out pre-sideboarded matches and i guess you could kind of like think of it that way i know it's yeah. an FM, so it's kind of crappy but like seriously playing a pre sideboard guess what it's always going to happen to you <laughs> so yeah. you might as well find out what it's like and then as you as you continue to play just build up the sideboard as you go put in like some cheaper cards that are might be versions of the more expensive sideboard cards you're looking for yeah if absolutely those exist. that's uh, or just put something uh, like a placeholder that might be good in some niche scenarios uh just to fill out your sideboard before you go but yeah practice 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 For the noobs, turn structure.
1: You know what? There's a lot of stuff that happens during a turn of magic.
0: Yeah, it's not just like I go, then you go. No. I mean, it is basic. It can be boiled down to I go, then you go. I go, then you go. But, magic turn. During the I go or the you go, <laughs> that's what I call it. I go? Now it's you go. That's where the, you know, fun fact that's where Yu Gi Oh got its name. Yeah, it's a you. You go, you go, you go, I go, you, you, uh,
1: you, so, <laughs> so there are, uh, but there are parts of the I go or the you go. Why
0: is this important to know? because the
1: better you know the phases of a turn, the better you're going to be able to play a game of magic because it's kind of like a toolbox where uh, like your upkeep phase for instance is a screwdriver
0: and if you don't know how to use a screwdriver, you're never going to be able to turn a screw. That's right. You might try and hammer it in with a hammer, but it's not going to do your waddy favors.
1: Nearly as effective. Right. Uh, So yeah, like by knowing all of these and knowing how to most effectively use them, you are going to become a better magic player because there's some very important stuff that happens during a lot of these phases level up. uh So we start out uh, at the beginning of your turn with your untap. <laughs> the active player untaps stuff. You, you've got to untap your cards. Exactly. Uh, you untap all of your permanents unless there is some sort of effect on them that says that they don't, like they've been frost linked down. <laughs> exactly. But that's going to mean your lands, your creatures, your planeswalkers, your artifacts. Uh, yeah. Unless for any reason it
0: says don't untap it, you get to untap it. And a lot of people will start their turn by saying untap. And that's why. It's the first thing that you do. Uh, next you've got your upkeep.
1: There's lots of different cards that have abilities that say like during your upkeep. At the beginning of your upkeep, you're going to make sure that you get all of those things done.
0: Yeah. Um. It's like cleaning your house before a party. Yeah. Uh, notably the active player. So
1: again, if it's your turn, that's you. Uh, it's whoever's turn it is when we say I active go. player. <laughs> if it's I, if it's the I go, the I go, the active player is I. Yeah, and if it's you go, <laughs> the active player is you. Anyways, <sighs> um, you like each. Player has a turn to cast things, or has an opportunity, I should say, to cast things during your upkeep. Yeah. Um, so say you have like an instant, like you have like um a path to exile. This is something that you see in modern a lot, because that way they already passed their untap. They're not gonna untap that land that they get. So maybe on your upkeep, your opponent's going to path to exile one of your things. Sure. Maybe on your own upkeep, you have um like an enchantment, like I think of like dictative crufix, yeah, which was the one. Where you get to draw an extra card at the beginning of your draw, you can cast that during your upkeep. You have an opportunity to cast incense, things with flash, that sort of stuff um yeah just make sure that you're you're keeping track of all of the things that might trigger during your upkeep also
0: and then it's your draw step aka the best step in magic <gasps> maria i can't believe you said that i said it for you i didn't really believe Thank it <laughs> I, know. I know my favorite steps coming up later i know it but draw <laughs> you get to draw your card and this is once again um a step that you know you, yeah, that people can interact with if they're able to. Yes.
1: Um, you, you do just get to like drawing a card. Isn't a trigger. It's not on the stack. Um, so you like, you can't do something in response to them being like about to draw their card. That doesn't work. You would want to, would have wanted to do that during their upkeep. upkeep. Um, once they're drawing a card, they get to draw it. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, there's other, like Maria said, um, there's you each like you get priority again to cast instance things with flash your opponent can cast instance things with flash
0: yeah and all three of those previous steps are known as the beginning phase So a lot of times people will just go very quickly through the turn, untap, upkeep, draw. Um, But it's always good to check in, especially if you're playing a format that's more complicated where they might have something they want to do during any of those phases to go slowly through them and just check in with your opponent, make sure it's okay for you to do all those things.
1: Like we were talking about modern a little bit later, especially um, like uh, something that people do a lot of the time. Like we said, is like sometimes maybe they'll path on your upkeep or on your draw. Again, you've drawn that card, but then they'll vendillion click you. Yeah. They get to look at your hand. Hand and potentially take a card out of it uh, now that they see everything that you've got for the turn.
0: All right, so let's get to the meat and potatoes of a turn. That's and right. now here's the meat step. The pre-combat main phase. Fa- main phase number one. That's right. During a main phase, you can play a land. You
1: can cast a creature. Yeah. You can cast a sorcery. Yeah. You can cast instants also You can play still.
0: an enchantment. That's right. Uh, you basically, just to get to cast your stuff like crazy yeah you can go go to casting town in yep. your main phase here go for it man a lot of people will use this opportunity to play their lands and their creatures for the turn but don't worry there is a second main phase after all of your combat and all that yeah. which you can still play your lands and still play more creatures if you want to conceal that information from your opponent
1: uh so that takes us to the best phase of a turn <laughs> yeah i can't believe you-
0: it, megan i said it for you it's the combat phase and within the combat phase there's a whole bunch of little smaller phases that happen that's right um at the beginning of
1: combat uh there are you know you like the opportunity s- to do stuff yeah uh for instance uh this has actually gone on into a lot of debate because if you do it on magic online, right there, you can set a stop yeah. for this part of combat and you can use the stop to crew vehicles and stuff. Yeah. Um, in competitive magic, it's actually people have been pushing just like, hey, do it on your main phase. Right. Because that way there's no miscommunication because the general understanding of combat uh, when you're talking with an opponent is that if you say combat like, combat, you're moving to the declare, declare attack. attackers. Uh, which is the next part of combat. But there is a beginning of combat. You'll especially see it on Magic Online. There are creatures that have triggers at the beginning of combat. Um, like Goblin Rabble Master, for instance, was yep. one where uh, at the beginning of combat you get a goblin token. Uh, so that it is there. There are things that interact with the beginning of combat. It is technically a place where you can crew vehicles and that sort of thing. But watch out when you're interacting with your opponent. You're going to need to lay some very clear groundwork. Uh, If you're going to do something like crew vehicles, yeah, (laughs) just do it during your main phase a lot of the time.
0: Crewing vehicles is a a little tricky, but if you don't have to worry about that, you don't have to worry about uh, that part of it because that that can get a little uh, icky. And this can be the phase, if you want, that you can use to tap down your opponent's creatures so they're unable to attack, Mm -hmm. for instance. You can do that in this phase. But then we move in to declare attackers.
1: Ooh, declare attackers. Basically, you, the active player. Get to declare your attackers. This one, this one, this one. That's right. Um, you You can move them around a little bit, but you are going to have to be very clear about when you've finished picking which creatures are attacking. Yeah. And once you've said, these are my attackers... Guess what? You've said that. Your uh they you know, it needs to be it needs to be done. Uh maybe you'll have some triggered t- abilities. Like if you have a territorial hammer skull, it's gonna tap something down. Yeah. Uh your opponent, like you get priority again. Again, you can cast instance, um things with flash. Your opponent can also cast instance and things with flash. Like if they want to bounce one of your attacking creatures back to your hand. Yep. So there's a back and forth with this. Um, they might also, if you say are the the defending player Yeah. and your opponent declares some attackers and you have a flash creature in your hand, you have to yeah. flash it in. And <laughs> this step. In this step. Because once you've moved to declare blockers, it's too late. Too late. You like in declare blockers, you're working with what you've got on the battlefield. Yeah. so you need to get it onto the battlefield if it's not there already by the end of Declare Attack. that's a great
0: way to put it because in my head initially I was like I don't understand Declare Blockers why can't I declare this thing as a blocker well Maria because it does not exist you're making a cake and if you're like I need to put these eggs in the cake and then you're like well you didn't put eggs out on the table to use to put in your cake so you can't put them in your cake yeah
1: like you didn't grocery shop for eggs during your Declare attacker step
0: yeah so you can't flash this in cake. flash in your blocker during a d- declare attackers. Yep, before declare blockers.
1: Um, it might also be a time like some people say you have um a kill spell like a something that says declare uh destroy target attacking creature. Sure. Um, sometimes you might want to do it at, right now at the end of declare attackers before you block. Yeah. Uh, but that way, if it's like, if they have a protection spell, you know about it and you're not going to die as a result of them being able to save this creature. Um, sometimes if they're like tapped out, you're going to block and then you're going to do it. So yeah. they have less, less information. Yeah. So anyway, that brings us to declare blockers, <clears throat> declare blockers, pick Working your blockers with what you've got already. Again, you can move them around you can push them around, see how things are going to work out. But eventually you've got to be like, these are them. Yeah. This is it. You're locked in. Um, again, there is... Priority, um, <clears throat> you know, you get to act, they get to act. Um, there's all of your triggered abilities that might resolve, that sort of thing. Uh, you can still cast Instance and in Sorcery. Or not sorceries, Instance. You can still cast <laughs> Instance. Creatures with Flash, but it's too late for them to block. But they you can, can cast just be there. Them. You can cast them and have them be there for moral you want. support. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Declare blockers. Makes sense. Yep. Uh, then we've got our combat damage. Combat uh, damage. There's up. First Strike. Then there's regular combat damage. Then if there's something's... last strike. <laughs> yeah, another. are playing in unstable. And <laughs> unstable. Uh, if something dies to first strike damage, it does not it's, get to deal as regular it's combat damage. It's just, Yep, it's done.
0: If somebody stabs you before you get a chance to stab them, guess what? You're dead too. You're late. dead. You don't get to stab <laughs> them.
1: You should have had first strike. Yep. Um, they have double strike, they'll deal combat damage during both. When do you order blockers? Is that in. Um, oh, that's in Declare blockers. blockers. Yep. Uh, so it actually goes, so, like, the defending player declares their blockers. Um, so the for the attacking creatures that have been blocked, yeah. uh, the they get to order the blockers. The person who has the attackers gets to order blockers. There you go.
0: Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, And then we have the... Combat. Normal combat damage. Yep. All of combat damage is dealt simultaneously, so everybody's stabbing each other with their swords at the same time. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> there's no there's no more first strike anymore here oh got you you're dead get away all right normal combat damage stage i'm if you can't see the video i've got swords in both hands and i'm just going (laughs) (laughs) they're both stabbing each other at the same time
1: yeah uh and then we we got we get to the end of the combat which is basically where you just make sure that everything is as it is supposed to be yeah if a creature creatures died they're off the battlefield um this is also a chance when uh, say that you have a card that says uh opponent sacrifices a target or an opponent sacrifices an attacking creature
0: mm-hmm.
1: you could cast it during this end of combat
0: yeah because technically still it was attacking and still reads it as attacking exactly
1: so. and so maybe they had a worse creature that died during combat and now you're like i'm gonna get them to sacrifice the better one you could do that um instance Again, things with Flash yep. can be cast during this end of combat step.
0: Woo! We're finally out of combat. That, oh, boy. That was craziness. Someone called that the best phase in the <laughs> Woo! Then we've got our post-combat
1: main phase. Main phase, two. If you didn't play a land, you can play it now. Again, you can play creatures, enchantments. Sorceries. Sorceries. Just really go Go to wild. town. Go ham. Anything that you want. Um, and then you've got uh, your end step. Uh, so, again, anything that says, like, at you know, at the beginning of your end step, uh, at the beginning of the next end step, all that stuff triggers, goes on the stack. Um, yeah. You have a chance, again, to cast stuff like an instant. Your opponent has a chance to cast stuff like an instant.
0: Um, yeah. And then cleanup. Cleanup. Everybody the- everywhere. If you've got more than uh, seven cards in hand, get rid of them. Yeah. You can't have that many. Yep, yep. That's the rules of the game.
1: All the damage goes away. Yeah. That was on creatures from this step. Yeah.
0: Your And we should say that your mana by the way if you had been tapping any and it hadn't all been used if there's any what we call floating mana. Yeah. It has emptied at, at the end of all of these steps too. Um
1: If you're like, "Wow, there's a lot going on." You're right. You're right. There's a lot. Uh but if you if you Google um Phases of a turn, MTG. Yeah. One of like the top links is uh, our own judge April. Yes. Cube April. Uh, way back in the day. I don't know when this is from. When did she even make this? Uh, this is like a PDF. It's a one page amazing PDF that's like laid out with like the left part has like phase and then the steps in that phase and then the actions that happen during that phase. It's awesome. If you listened to
0: the show last week, Cube April, of course, was somebody who was walking you through all the new unstable rules and card interactions. Mm -hmm. So she wrote that and uh, check it out if you want kind of a more clear explanation of everything that happens in a CERN. As Megan said at the beginning of the segment, knowing this stuff will help you be a better magic player 100%. I remember when I started playing Magic, I uh, wrote them out and had them on a piece of paper next to me. So if you need to print, if you want somebody like that, you want to print something out, you can certainly print out April's little handy-dandy guide when you're teaching your friends. I think it's pretty helpful. Hey, everyone. Magic the Amateur has a big announcement. That's right. We, we...
1: (laughs) (laughs) I go, you go. Uh. We are so excited to announce that we have a new sponsor of the yeah, show. Yeah, we do. And it's one that we're super stoked about because we wouldn't we wouldn't uh, interact with a sponsor that we weren't super stoked that about. That is
0: accurate. And don't worry, it doesn't mean Card Kingdom's going anywhere. We're just adding on another sponsor. That's right. Who is this mystery sponsor? Let me give you some clues. Maria. Okay. They make
1: some of the best sleeves around these okay. days. Okay, okay, okay. Clue number one. Got um, it. They make deck boxes. Okay, got it. They make binders. Okay, got it, got it. They got it. make dice that are wonderful and they, they, they can be decorative or they Ooh. can be really heavy okay. or they can be, like, you know, like, they have like weight to them. Yeah. So you feel authoritative when you roll these dice. Okay, great. Uh, they have Playmats of Ooh, all kinds. Do they do they do
0: they sponsor a team for oh, the pro tour? Yes, they do sponsor oh. a team
1: for the pro tour. Oh, interesting. Uh, do they th- do they also sponsor another show that is very good friends of ours? Oh yes, they do. Oh yes, they do. <laughs> Maria, who is this mystery sponsor?
0: Welcome to Magic the Amateuring Ultra Pro.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Um, we are super excited uh, because not only uh, do we love the stuff that Ultra Pro makes, um, Eclipse sleeves are just oh, like. Yeah shuffling the them goat shuffling them is like a new it's like a new shuffling experience
0: and guess what they're going to be making them even better what? i've got the inside information oh my god and you're going to be able to buy more How? in a pack too holy cow so And, like, so it's not only that, not only do we love their
1: stuff, but it also is giving us the opportunity. We're going to get to start giving away some awesome Ultra Pro swag. What
0: does this mean for you, the listener? Guess what? You're going to (laughs) get some sweet Ultra Pro swag. (laughs) You're going to get sweet stuff from Ultra Pro. We are going to have so many giveaways every single month where we're going to be giving away new awesome stuff from ultra pro that's right including this very month uh, what? we're gonna get a box of awesome stuff from them a lot of unstable stuff so Ooh. if you're a fan of that get ready i know we're gonna get some eclipse sleeves just because we love those sleeves who doesn't and we want to give them away um we'll be putting bounties on ourselves at grand prix so if we go and play and you play us guess what you get some sweet ultra pro stuff wow what Pretty a world. Great. What Pretty a world. Great. So, yeah, we are so happy uh, to be sponsored by Ultra Pro. If you don't own any of their stuff, what are you doing? Do you live in a cave? You yeah. Know, they're also, <laughs> how? Buy some. <laughs> how? <laughs> I don't know. It's like kind of impossible. Where this are point. you keeping your cards? You know, I get so many compliments on my dice. I want to call them space dice. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. uh, That are kind of like perfectly balanced from space materials i don't really know <laughs> i'm not probably not saying it right but people are always like oh my god those dice are so cool and i'm like yeah face dice ultra pro made them nice so welcome, yeah.
1: welcome to the mta family yeah ultra welcome pro. you're great <laughs> hey everyone news coming do, do, at you magic news let me tell you, there's, oh, no. been, there's been a lot of magic happening, not just here,
0: but all around the world. I was like, maybe Megan will forget that old-time newscaster is the character she does. I bet you're wondering, how does an old timey nope. newscaster like myself <laughs> get news from all the way around the world?
1: Well, I'm hooked up with this brand new thing thingamajig called a telegraph. Oh, wow, that sounds
0: really new. That's right, I've been studying up on my Morse code, so I know what all these beeps mean. <laughs> okay, what does this beep mean, old-time newscaster? Beep, 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 beep. What's wrong? Because that's an SOS. Great job. Great work. Everyone should know SOS. Yeah. Public service announcement. In case you're ever on a sinking yep. ship, <laughs> you should know it. Uh, yeah, so our first bit of magic news. The World Magic Cup! That's right! Uh, To literally no one's surprise, Japan won the World Magic Cup. Uh, Shota Yasaoka, Yuya Watanabe, and Kenta Hirane. So you've got two um, like, Hall of Famers famers. on this team for starters. And then the person who won Japan's national championship. Kenta is, is amazing, is also a gold pro. So their team was just friggin' stacked. Like, what are you even supposed to do? I don't know. Here's the interesting thing. Shota was playing a red deck. Shota was That's playing right. red. So here's backup, Maria. Boop, boop, boop. Okay, so the format was Team Sealed, three rounds. Yeah. And then Team Unified Standard for the rest of the tournament. Ooh. So everybody has to bring a different deck, and no cards that are in one deck can appear in any of the other two decks. Wow. So somebody, Challenging. Somebody's got to probably play Ramunap Red, right? If you're like, yeah. what are the three decks you're going to play? One of them, high chance Ramunap Red. Nap and Nap Shota, known as a control player, played the fast, blazing speed Nap Red deck faster than I've ever seen anybody play Magic, literal yeah. in my entire life. <laughs> and he played it like a master. One of the talking points from the last day in the top eight was watching him play this Nap Red deck as if it were a control deck. <laughs> Somebody like, said in chat, how many people who are in show to seed right there lose that game that he won because they are playing Nap Red just the way you normally play Nap Red? But Shota has played against control so much in his life that he knew exactly how to play around what the other person was trying to do. He was two steps ahead. Wow. It was really cool to watch. Yeah. So Japan's matches in the top eight. Go check them out uh, if you didn't see them. uh, Highly recommend. It was really cool to see. Yeah. Uh, Somebody play red that way.
1: And, you know, we talked about this a little bit. Like, also what I love about watching, because I noticed this when I was watching uh, Team Musashi play in the team series finals Mm -hmm. this year, is that they don't... Like they don't tell each other how to play ever.
0: Yeah, no. They just
1: watch they like they just watch their teammates play and it's like it's such an awesome thing to just see them just be like yeah, like, I'm not going to tell you what to do here. Like, you're the person playing this game. You're the person who's been practicing this, de- this deck. Like, I'm not going to assume that I could play this better than you. Like, I'm sure that you have a plan, like, that you're thinking about this, that you know what you're doing.
0: Yeah, they're very which respectful. Which is really cool. And they just kind of let each other do their thing. So 73 teams came to compete in the World Magic Cup. That's right. Maria. Oof. Your boys. My Wales. boys. Whales got into the top eight, everybody. Woo! They're wearing Compris. adorable dragon onesies. Yeah, this is the thing about this tournament. The teams can come in costume, and there's a chance to win the Spirit Award. So uh, three teams, up to three teams win it. And if you have a cool costume or whatever, you win the Spirit Award. And you get, I think, like 1500 bucks for winning the Spirit Award for your what? team. What? Yeah, I didn't realize that yes, there was money right now Yes, there is money involved. And so one of our uh, good friends who also does coverage, Neil Rigby, um he, you know, if he tried to get onto the England national team and he didn't make it, but he's a very good magic player. And he said, he's like, if we don't Dress in costumes the year that I make it on the World Magic Cup. I'm gonna make my other teammates pay me $250 each because that's <laughs> what they're giving up. So Wales won it in their adorable dragon onesies, captained by Pip Griffiths, who is a wonderful guy. I was so happy to meet him in real life. Um, Scotland won for their great kilts and their blue Scottish face paint, and a Mexico one for dressing like. Um, Basically, like, the explorers of Ixalan, essentially. So people, Aztec people who lived on Ixalan, which was really cool. Awesome. Yeah. So I love that part of the tournament. It's super fun. Everybody gets there. Not everyone's been to a pro tour or anything before. So there's a lot of camaraderie, a lot of high fives, a lot of smiling going on uh, throughout the first day as people are just having a great time representing their countries.
1: Yeah. And I'm going through. So our top eight teams uh, were, uh, we had Austria. Mm -hmm. uh, We had Germany.
0: Yep. Uh, there was Slovakia. Yep. Third time making the top eight Slovakia there. Really? Yep. Wow. Japan. Japan. Great job. Japan doesn't always do good at this tournament, by the way. You would think they always own it. They don't.
1: Interesting. So, this was this a was yeah. great
0: job for them. Uh, Wales, Wales, as already Woo, mentioned, first top <laughs> great eight. Dragon onesies. They looks
1: so, <laughs> good. so good. I love uh, it.
0: Poland. Poland. Great nice. job. Uh, China. China, first day two. Wow. Making it into the top eight. Made it to the great top job, eight. Good job, China. And Italy. Italy, third top eight as well. Wow. And Very in a row. Cool. Three years in, in a row. row. Boop, boop,
1: boop. That's amazing. Always
0: headed by That's Andrea Mingucci, So Wow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Guy's good at magic or whatever. Dude knows, dude knows how to captain a team. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. Awesome. Uh, so, as we mentioned, it was team unified standard right. uh, for a, a large part, portion of it, which means that sometimes you get some cool decks. Yeah, you've got to you make
0: some tough decisions. Um. One of them that you mentioned to me was four color control. Yeah. So this is a deck that uh, was piloted by Mark Tobias of, G- of Germany. Yeah. And, and there was also another one in the top eight. There was another four color control. So a lot of... Um, um, it was... Elias Clocker from Austria. Austria. So Very cool. So lo- what most teams did was played Raminap Red, some version of energy, either teamer, but usually Sultai because uh, then you don't have any overlap cards yeah. with Raminap Red, and then a blue-white deck either uh, blue white G- God Pharaoh's gift a cycling deck or some kind of control deck like um, approach in their third slot very so cool. this uh, deck from Mark was kind of neat and described as sort of had the best cards from the energy shell so you're still playing four rogue refiners you get to play Whirler Virtuoso, so you get to play the Scarab God wow uh, and then also you've got three copies of Torrential Gear Hulk this is this is a bonkers deck yeah it's like looking at it you took it all plays- the best parts and then just jammed them together <laughs> it just plays one Whatever it wants. Yeah, just plays everything good. Four Fatal Push, three Harness Lightning, Get in. three rascals Contempt, in.
1: three Essence
0: Scatter. Get in. Two Supreme Will, two Glimmer of Genius. Like, what, yeah. what a deck. Yeah, what a deck. There That's you go. awesome. Awesome. I'm all about this. I, I knew you would like it. I wanted to tell yeah. you about it because I just think it's just got all the good stuff of standard in one deck. Very cool. There you go. Uh, So, Maria, we've also got more news. We sure do. What other news have we got? Okay, so if you want, if you've had a dream of working for Wizards of the Coast and you're like, I just (gasps) really one day want to design cards. I want to work in R&D, but I really don't know a path to how to get there. Well, you can work in other games and maybe one day get hired by Wizards, or you can take a shortcut called the Great Designer Search. That's right. So this is a competition Wizards has won, I want to say, two to three times before in the past. Yes. That is, they've hosted two to three times. What did I say? Won. They've won. <laughs> they won well, their own. They, they do win. They do win, <laughs> <laughs> win it. Because they, get an, <laughs> they awesome get an awesome designer <laughs> They host this contest where they're looking for the next great magic designer of all time. And then they get a six month internship with Wizards of the Coast, which is usually how everybody starts in uh, research and development there at Wizards. It's kind of just like a trial period. And then, you know, if everything works out, then maybe getting hired one day. And uh, some people who work now full time at Wizards have been hired through this contest. And it's kind of celebrating Magic's 25th anniversary. To uh, do this great designer search again,
1: yeah, um, well, this and is the so, third time. Yeah, the way it works is that there are five magic design challenges, and they'll be every other week. Um, and at the end of each challenge, there will be a contestant who's eliminated. <laughs> um, it's like the ooh, Great British yeah.
0: Baking Show. Uh, yeah, and so it's pretty. It's pretty pretty awesome so if you want to sign up if you think you've got the metal to compete for a spot in r&d you can check it out on wizards website magic.wizards.com a lot of people have been tweeting about it we retweeted so you can just go find our twitter account and uh, sign up so what do you need to do if you sign up you just kind of like answer some standard questions and submit. you definitely have to be 18 (laughs) okay that makes sense but yeah
1: i mean do you know what if you're, if you're even sitting at home right now being like, should
0: I? Do the it. The answer is yes. Yes, you should do it. Do it. 100%. Um, it'll be awesome. Our last piece of uh, magic news is that we're going to be in the pre-pre-release coming up this weekend with Loading Ready Run for Unstable! That's
1: right, everyone. Uh, we're heading out to beautiful Victoria, Canada, Woo! and the awesome New Moon Base. I know, I'm so excited. We're very it. excited to see it, and we're gonna get to see the amazing people of Loading Ready Run. Yeah. Uh, plus,
0: Wedge from the Manasaur. Yes. Plus, Mark, Mark Rosewater Rosewater himself. himself.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be awesome.
0: Make sure you tune in December 8th at 11 a.m. Pacific is when we'll kick things off. That's right, but it might not be. Us.
1: No, it might be a squirrel named Maria and a raccoon named Megan. With a crocodile body. That's right. It is a it is like a raccoon <laughs> snake or something like that. Like a raccoon reptile, yeah. a raccoon
0: lizard. Whatever. Whatever it is. With a coat full of squirrels. You might say you might wanna see those two people for yeah. the very first time. For the very first time. Tune in on twitch.tv slash run, I assume. Is, yeah. is there... It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be so great. Yeah. Uh, especially since, you know, somebody's going to throw a card. That's right. Oh, gosh. We just, like, fingers crossed so hard for,
1: for the mantis.
0: Yeah. Slaying mantis. Slaying mantis. <laughs> uh, we're going to get to
1: see so many, I hope, hidden perfectly normal armchairs. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, it's...
0: You know what I hope?
1: Entirely normal that armchairs. That we're playing like that. with
0: those unstable lands. Did you see them? See some amazing unstable lands. Did you see those um, lands? They're going to be great. Get out of here. They're amazing. The so, swamp is my favorite.
1: Yeah. Oh, they're them. all good. Ugh, beautiful. So come check it out. Yeah.
0: December 8th.
1: We said that we were going to talk some modern because GPOKC is coming up. And the way it works is there are so many decks in modern. A lot. There are like an impossibly large number of decks. So we're going to have the 30 second modern challenge, (laughs) which is where uh, we're going to go back and forth and we're going to go through this list of some of the modern decks. It's not all of them, but it's quite a few. Yeah. But we only have 30 seconds.
0: To describe these decks to you. To describe the deck. And what they do. Their Um, main point.
1: And and as soon as the 30 seconds are up, it's done. We are done. Stop
0: we can't. We can't say another word All right. about that deck, Maria. You're gonna go first. Are you ready? <sighs> okay, I'm ready. All right, and. Affinity. Affinity. So this is a deck, aka called Robots, where you've got lots of little artifact creatures, and they're attacking for big points of damage because they've got cards like Steel Overseer that pumps up the entire team. And they've got Flyers. They've got Infect Lands that they can put more counters on with various other cards. And they're doing a lot of math because there's a lot of little cards that are swinging in for big beats. Boom, boom, boom. They like to dump their entire hand onto the battlefield on turn one, hopefully with cards like Mox, Opal, which are powering out tons of stuff, including... Stop. <laughs> That's affinity. <laughs> right. Ready? Okay, there you go. That's affinity. Uh, him,
1: like, cross these off okay, cross it them. off.
0: Ready, set, John.
1: Okay, so Jund is this boring deck where you're in the Jund colors, and you're going to disrupt people's hands with stuff like Thotsies, Uh and then you're going to play some very efficient creatures like Tarmogoyf, which are cheap but very big. You're going to back it up with some removal, uh, like maybe Fatal Pushes these days. Uh, Or maybe you have, like, bolts sometimes, and then you're going to have, like, something like a Liliana of the Veil, which is going to make people's lives really hard and make them discard. So it's a classic hand disruption, and then pressure them with boring... Stop!
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's accurate. Just end on boring. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) Um... Merfolk, go. Okay, so do you like fish? Do you like the water? Maybe you like Merfolk. It's for an aggressive player because you've got lots of little Merfolk creatures that are two ones or just two twos or something like that swinging in and they've got their friends that pump them and make them bigger. Uh, You can play cards like, uh, what is it called? The sea card that turns other people's lands into islands, which is a real big kick in the pants because in modern, you're playing a lot of dual lands. In fact, Boggles only has two basics in entire deck. So if you play that on their dual lands and all of a sudden their islands, what can they cast? Nothing. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I think we uh, think we pretty safely talked about Merfolk there. Okay, all ready? Right. Set 30 seconds on Elves. Okay, so Elves is a deck that's like Merfolk, but a lot
1: better. Um, <laughs> because you're playing a bunch <laughs> of little mana dorks, and then you're using cards like Collected Company, um, or the other one where you go f- Court of Calling to find stuff like Elvish Archdruid, which pumps up all your stuff, or Azuri Renegade Leader, uh, which you can use all of these... M- you know, little mana dorks to make a ton of mana and then use Azuri to give all of your elves plus three, plus three and trample. Um, it's a really cool deck. You can also use... Uh- Stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. What's next? Uh Bant
0: Nightfall. Okay, I played against this deck once. It's deceptively good. There's a card called Knight of the Reliquary, which you can pay to activate to give like stuff plus. I can't even remember what the heck it does, but it like pumps up creatures or something like that. Knight of the Reliquary pumps itself for every land in the graveyard. Okay, that's right. So you're finding a bunch of lands, you're pumping stuff, you're <laughs> retreat to coral helm. <laughs> retreat to coral helm. There's another card like that's from Innistrad. that's a land that pumps up Casting creatures. Casting, obviously, I know this deck really wants... Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Ready, set, Valakut. So
1: there's a couple of variations of this deck. You can have some that have Primeval Titan to get lands, Hour of Promise to get lands, or you can classic Scape Shift, which is where you sack a bunch of lands and then go and get more. But the key card is Valakut, the Molten Pinnacle, which says that uh, if a mountain enters the battlefield, if you have uh, six more... Six mountains Then it Delicate deals Three damage To a creature Or a player Uh so you're using You're abusing That interaction really Uh to get a bunch Of mountains into play And just Stop
0: (laughs) All right No No more words All right (sighs) Boggles go. If you don't play this deck, you hate this deck. You've got 1-1 Hexproof creatures and you put a lot of auras on them to make them huge, life-linking, first-striking, reach-flying monsters that your opponents cannot deal with because they have Hexproof. You have auras in your deck that protect your creatures from mass removal. You have to be wary of cards like Liliana of the Veil that uh, require you to sacrifice creatures. Also, Thoughtseeds can tear your poor Boggles' hand apart because it plays a little bit like a combo deck. It doesn't function unless it has all of its creatures. It's a really easy and fun deck for beginners, but can become more complicated- (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> You'll listen to find out how <laughs> Okay uh, Which one do you want to do next? Uh, let's do this one Alright, Abzan Company, go! Abzan Company is a deck that uses
1: a collected company To get a bunch of different kinds of value creatures But notably these days It has a combo at its heart uh, Which is the vizier that uh, doesn't let Minus one, Have minus remedies? one counters Yes, be put on things uh, And the druid that... You know, you can untap it by putting a minus one, minus one counter on it. So you can create infinite green mana and then use something like Ronus or a walking ballista uh, to kill your opponent by giving something you trample and making it huge. Or Stop! By- <laughs> you jumped
0: when I yelled that out that time. You got an extra second. I wasn't paying close enough attention. Yeah, sure. All right. Ready? Uh, Eldrazi Tron. Okay. So Tron, this is three lands. Urza's power plant, Urza's mine, and Urza's what's the last one? I don't other tower. land tower and when you get these three lands they tap for an insane amounts of mana and what you're trying to do is get these lands out in place so you can cast giant eldrazi and swing and attack your creatures not even that giant like thought not seer i mean that's all you really need to do and take it also a c- uses eldrazi temple eldrazi temple to uh, power out these eldrazi too soon and smash face uh they use cards like all is dust to blow up your entire board and basically they're just being cheating and cheating (laughs) 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 Uh, Okay, ready,
1: set... Blue-white control! Hey, so this uses uh, a classic suite of counterspells, sweepers, and other kinds of removals, plus removals, plus planeswalkers. <laughs> like a lot of Gideons, all of the kinds of Gideons, uh, to eventually kill your opponent. So you're gonna use stuff like mana Leak to let your opponent not cast things, uh, or spell pierce, or stuff like that. And then Gideon of, the, Gideon of the Trials to lock down their threats, and eventually kill them. Um, or even the other Gideons, like Ally of Zendikar, sometimes to beat them up. Stop! Accurate. Uh.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Burn. Burn is a deck that does what you think it says. It burns your face. There's lots Stop. of cards. <laughs>
1: I'm All right. All right. That was a joke. I mean,
0: that's... <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> There's cards like Lightning, Stray Lightning Bolt, freaking, I don't know, Pillar of Flame, is that this deck? Whatever, ma- whatever. No, it's not Pillar of I Flame. I don't know. There's just cards Boros that charm. Burn your face. Uh, and, goblin guy. And you can, they can aim them at your creatures, but usually they're just aiming them at your face. Yeah. And uh, I, that's the story of burn. Swift Spear. Swift Spear, like the fast, aggressive creatures that come out and hit you hard, usually with yeah. prowess or something, to do as much damage as quickly as possible. Stop. Okay. <laughs> really, we only needed four seconds. (laughs) Okay, ready,
1: set, Lantern! So Lantern uses a bunch of artifacts where you can see the top of your opponent's deck and make them mill that card, Uh, plus Ensnaring Bridge, which says that creatures with power greater than the number of cards in your hand cannot attack you, so you want to have no cards in your hand. Plus, you've got some stuff like Thought Seize uh, or Inquisition to rid your opponent's hand of problematic cards at the very beginning and then keep them from ever drawing anything good uh it's kind of like what people call a prison deck because it doesn't allow
0: Stop. your opponent <laughs> all right okay i'll do death shadow all right ready yeah death shadow death shadow is based around the card death shadow which is a 13 13 for a single mana but it gets minus x minus x based on Wait, your life total. Your life total. So they're trying to make their life total as low as possible using stuff like Fetchlands to hurt themselves so that they can play these Death Shadow for a single black mana and make them enormous. They also use other cards that interact with the graveyard because uh, you're putting a lot of stuff in your graveyard, like what's it called? Uh, Gurmag Angler. Angler, which is just a giant fatty, and uh, Tassiger. Uh, Stop. D- okay. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Okay. Uh. And five color humans, go! So this is a
1: new deck in the last couple of weeks uh, that uses all colors of mana to cast lots of different kinds of humans uh, that are very effective at beating people up or keeping them from playing spells, like Kitesail Freebooter or Meddling Mage can disrupt the opponent from playing all of their key cards, Uh, while stuff like Champion of the Parish and uh, uh, both of the kinds of Thalia uh, keep them from playing spells as quickly as they want to um, Or Stop! (laughs)
0: We already went over uh, Tron. I mean, should we?
1: This is like classic Tron.
0: Classic Tron. I don't even remember classic Tron anymore, to be honest with you. Do you want to do Infect? Sure. All right ready infect okay so infect is a deck that doesn't see as much play as it used to but you have creatures with infect on them and guess what when you are infected you only have to do 10 infect damage to somebody instead of getting their life total from 20 to zero you just have to deal 10 poison and so what people will do is play tiny little infect creatures and pump them up with pump spells uh, to get them through with trample uh sometimes to make them enormous and do more infect damage to you than you were ready for so when you see an infect deck be afraid because it can kill you out of nowhere Wow, okay. I did it with time to spare.
1: Yeah, you got 4 nice. seconds. Um I'll
0: do All right, dredge.
1: Go. So dredge puts a lot of stuff in its graveyard using the mechanic dredge, which is where instead of drawing a card, you can put a bunch of cards from your library into your graveyard and put the dredge card back in your hand instead. And then there's lots of ways to get those creatures from the graveyard back onto the battlefield. You have, for instance, prized amalgams, uh, which see other card like when other cards go from the graveyard to the battlefield, uh, then they'll do the same thing. You have things like blood gas, which has a landfall and it comes back from the graveyard to the battlefield.
0: Narc uh, uh, so stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh,
1: which one of these do you,
0: which one do I, even, I don't even know how this deck works, but I'll say we can do it together. Ad nauseum. Yeah. All right. Ready, set, go. Ad nauseum. This deck sucks and everyone play against it ever again. It's a combo deck based around the card. Ad nauseum. <laughs> Maria lost to it once and it, uh, it's a difficult camera. matchup for, for boggles. Yeah. Uh, basically
1: they're, they're using a bunch of cards that say that they can't lose the game that turn. Yes. Um, like they have Phyrexian Unlife for instance, or they have Angel's Grace, which keep them from dying. And then they'll use cards like Ad Nauseam, which spoils from the vault to keep themselves to find all of their combo pieces while they can't die, even though it's dealing them damage. And then they combo you out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They combo you (laughs) (laughs) out. All right. Uh,
1: Corio's Vengeance. Yeah. Uh, Go. Goryeo's Vengeance puts really big creatures into the graveyard like Gristlebrand oh, yeah, this and day. then uses Goryeo's Vengeance to reanimate them onto the battlefield. Goryeo's Vengeance is an instant so it can even do that with the old Emrakul the 1515 even though it's supposed to shuffle back with that trigger on the stack they can put it back onto the battlefield as early as turn 2 because uh, maybe they cast a turn one Faithless Looting put in, or you know put a Gristlebrand in the graveyard turn 2 Goryeo's Vengeance it. What are you supposed to
0: even do about that? Uh, it's you know, all right. <laughs> Yay! So oh, there you man. go. There is your 30-second modern primer. Yeah. On a lot of the most popular modern decks. So uh, hopefully those
1: 30 seconds made you think, I should learn more about that.
0: <laughs> Do you know what? We gave you what you need to yeah. know. Just the basics. Just the facts, ma'am. Exactly. <laughs> everybody that's this episode of magic the amateur and before we go it's time for our, a november drawing since we aren't into december here for our patreon so if you want to become a patron we highly encourage it um you become mm-hmm. a member of the family and support something that brings you joy every week this month's overall winner a patron for any amount of time is don Haddlestead from washington and you Ooh. win a whole stack of awesome cards i nice. uh, got a spell swindle at the top here i know there's like other good we stuff put in here,
1: here. This
0: in there? yeah Tashana, we're gonna throw a buy a box promo in there because you know what we're crazy and uh you can get some really good stuff in those buy a box promos so yes yeah. nice. congratulations to dawn and then who's gonna win the card kingdom play mat and you know what we'll put another buy a box in there as well that's right it's Who gonna it? be chris walsh from illinois yay! yay congratulations chris so i'm just gonna write myself a note Plus, buy a box because I don't want to forget to put those in there. Um, but yeah, you can enter this drawing by simply being a patron. One drawing is for a new patron, and one drawing is for a patron of any amount of time. Patreon.com slash MTA cast. Big thank you to our sponsors for the show, cardkingdom.com slash MTA cast, the best place to buy cards and the fastest shipping you'll ever see. So fast you'll flip. That's Jimmy John's. Don't take that. Uh, but also <laughs> to Ultra Pro, brand new sponsor of the show. Um, thank you. To uh, to our favorite people in the world,
1: uh, which is first of all any listener. Oh yeah, we all think that you're all the best. Agree. Um, and t- especially though to patrons of the show um, who keep it going. Yeah, who keep it. Uh, working so that we can continue making a show for all of our favorite people in the world.
0: Give yourself a holiday gift and subscribe to the content creators that you love the most on Patreon. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Or you can gift a Patreon sponsor uh, a sponsorship. What am I trying to say? Patreon membership to one of your friends, potentially, too. I think that's kind of cool. As little as a dollar an episode goes a long way. Yeah. So thanks for listening, everybody. Next week, we'll have the inside deets from the pre-pre-release up Ooh. in Victoria. Um, maybe we'll find time to get some special guests back on the show. We'll see.